Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. Well, let's welcome our A-team guest, Solim Weng, who's a brand reputation management advisor and the CEO of strategic corporate communications consultancy, Don Valley Reputation Managers. Thank you very much for joining us all the way from Switzerland. Uh, how are you doing? Yes, I'm very good, Patricia. Good evening. Thanks for the invitation. So, Solly, uh, according to a report on COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy study that was um, issued out on the 1st of April, um, it says 67% of South Africans says that, that they would definitely or probably take a vaccine. This was all the way back in April. But 18% right. said that they would definitely not or probably not take the vaccine. And 15% were unsure if they would take the vaccine. Now, as a person who deals with brands, who's, uh, who travels, you are South African, what are, what are your thoughts around vaccine hesitancy? Well, um, look, vaccine hesitancy is not exclusive to South Africa. It's even here in Switzerland where I'm at, there was even a referendum called by um, some very unhappy people who managed to gather sufficient numbers of signatures to push government to have a referendum to ask people whether they want to go this to be forced or not. So point is that the thing with this vaccine is that it's really hard to defend because, you know, unlike other vaccines, and I mentioned polio, which is often cited, you take a vaccine and then you don't need to take it again. The thing goes away. But with COVID, we might even get called to call to, to get a third booster, even a fourth booster in some cases. So it's, it makes it really hard to make a solid argument for vaccination, and it creates too much space for all the other conspiracy or other theories, other perspectives, everyone on whether or not it really makes sense to, to be vaccinated. So it, it's, it's really going to be hard for anyone to make a case that says, but you have to because once you've taken it, you won't get it again and you will be healed. So the hesitancy is not only here in South Africa, it's uh, globally, it seems. I mean, yeah. we see on social media platforms where countries like France, the USA, Germany, many countries, there are, there's a huge divide between those who are pro-vaccinations and have vaccinated and those who are saying, no, we are not for vaccinations and we will not vaccinate right. and our rights should not be taken away for va- for not choosing mm. to vaccinate. But uh, here right. in South Africa currently, um, I mean, there's a committee out um, issue, you know, from a director from mm. the president, from our last mm. family meeting that they, they should explore mandatory vaccinations. And a lot of companies are actually going for it. Uh, as of the 1st of January, a lot of uh, big mm. corporates and even high education mm. institutions like universities are saying before the government mm. has even issued out a mandatory vaccination policy, they as institutions are issuing a mandatory policy vaccination with the background that you have given us on the vaccination, that there's too much in between, too many variables um, with right. the second and third boosters that might need to be taken, even fourth and fifth, we, we don't know, um, for it to be made mandatory. Based on that, do you think that it's fair that in South Africa we are facing uh, uh, institutions that are saying and imposing, before the government does, mm. mandatory vaccinations? Mm. Well, you know, I, I I don't think that forcing people to 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 vaccinate is is constitutionally uh, passable, as it were. I don't think it would pass a constitutional master. What people do, and what's happening here, even here in Switzerland, in France, I was in France a few days ago over the weekend, is that you make it harder for people who have not been vaccinated 
to access a lot of services. And that could also be tested eventually, really, in the course. What you're basically saying is you can't come into this restaurant if you're not if you're not vaccinated. You can buy and go and eat somewhere out there, but you can't even... In some restaurants in France, and I can tell you this, they, could, they, don't, they don't even allow you to sit outside in the bar or on the, on the, on the bar and outside, you know, in the outside tables if you haven't but been vaccinated. Some places go to that extreme. So I think that the, the one way to force people to make it really hard for them is to say, well, you don't get vaccinated, then you can't have these services. But to say to, to people who must actually get vaccinated must might be really hard to to push legally. And I don't think the Constitution of South Africa even allows a scope for government to force people to take medication of any kind. Now, A-teamers, let me hear from you. We are citizens of this uh, global world and we are citizens of South Africa. And uh, we hear what's going on. What are your thoughts? What's your take? Um, and then please, let, let's not make it one that we bash the other side. And I'm saying the other side because there are those who are pro and those who are not for uh, mandatory vaccinations. And I want to just understand from both sides, where are we coming from and how do we meet each other in between? Our guest is Soli Mweng. And uh, yeah, the number to interact with us on, ask questions is 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. I've got an SMS here from uh, AB, who's in Gauteng. Um, AB says, hi, SAFM, COVID won't be around too long to distract and restrain people. Now, bicarbonate of soda research in Brazil was so successful um, against the, the new strain. Um, so drink, yen gear bedach. So once a day. That's from AB. Uh, <laughs> look, there's a, there's a lot of remedies. I don't know about this research, AB, so I'm not going to comment much. But I do know that as a home remedy, uh, bicarbonate of soda does neutralize the, the, the body as a home remedy just generally. And I didn't know that you can take it as often as once a day. I thought it was like once a week. But it does help the body to be neutral because when the body's acidic, you get sick quickly from anything, any bug that uh, is around. So, yeah, that's what I know. And for acid reflux so what's what's your take um uh sully would you go for the bicarbonate of soda instead of vaccinating look i i'm not i'm not a specialist in all these medications and ailments and other solutions what i can say is is that for reputationally speaking uh it's really hard to make a case for one way and not the other way we, we might remember the case of ivermectin for instance i, I had private doctor friends who were using this thing long before it was allowed to be used and uh, for some reason there's a whole global control over what can be said what cannot be said even on facebook we get blocked for saying what you shouldn't be saying uh the world health organization there, was, there were there were claims of medication found or solutions found in places like madagascar but because they were not tested through the global system they were not allowed to, to even be spoken about um, what we've just mentioned now it, it's it's one of those cases where where you, you'll get requests to to get it tested scientifically, I think, and it makes sense anyway to get anything tested scientifically to be proven to be you know the right uh, medication uh, for this thing. But uh, I, I, it it really does leave a lot of scope for people to come up with other alternatives, and it really also creates opportunity for for suspicion when people are not even allowed to either speak or try other things. That is a problem with the COVID nineteen solution as it were. Well, let me go to the lines. I've got Atima Gray. Uh, good evening. Uh, hi there. How are you? We're strong. How are you, Gray? 
I'm okay, not that. Um, I called earlier this morning, um, but I couldn't get through. I just want to say uh, one thing when it comes to these vaccines, okay? Um, firstly, I just want to make a note of, you know, when, when um, these uh, anti-vaccination people uh, come online uh, well, on the radio and they ask questions regarding um, the vaccine, you know how they are treated is it's just not it's very sad. You know, they are they, they just, you know, told they are ignorant. You know, they ask where are they coming from, which world they live, which rock they live under. And, you know, it, it felt so sad to me because, you know, uh, I, I lived on, on like a farm in the rural areas. And the only information I get is through this SAFM. You know, and I don't listen to the radio the whole day because I'm always on the farm working. So there are things that I'm, 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 I'm a bit behind on so when i pose the question you know to be given an answer like that you know just really because um, i mean as much as you can hear i speak well and all but you know i don't know all about vaccines and i'm not a scientist you know so it, it, it's just a question you know because there was a guy that came on and he asked um uh about the vaccine but he, and, and it was like a rhetorical question but, I mean, you, you, you have to be answered. That's why people are, like, hesitant, because there are people who still don't have the information regarding this vaccine, just like me. I still have questions that I, I, I want to ask. Just like a question, my point is, um, I, I wanted to ask the Minister of Health earlier, but I couldn't get to him uh, until he did. But I wanted to find out, uh, this mutation of the virus, because uh, they say it mutates. I mean, as we saw, there was the one uh, variant and the second one and the, and the third one that we are on, or the fourth one they were on now. Mutation, if a person is vaccinated um, and, and they're infected, just as we see that president is infected now, does um, mutation still, does it happen in their body? But, you know, can the virus still mutate and change itself to try and combat this? vaccine and try and make itself stronger, you know, in order to, to, to beat the immune system. And, you know, if that does happen in a person that's fully vaccinated with, you know, the vaccine that is available now, and, you know, does that spell now, if the virus gets to mutate itself, it will be stronger. So if it goes, if it passes on to someone else, you know, I don't know if I'm making sense, because... Yeah, I, I just thought if I'm if, if I'm not vaccinated and my immune system is just strong, but not as strong as a person that's vaccinated. I mean, if I can, if I get infected, I can get sick, mm. you know, and get sick to a point where I'm hospitalized. But a person that's already vaccinated will not be hospitalized. So I wanted to find out. But I mean, if, if, and if it, if the virus infects me, a person that's not vaccinated, it will mutate, but my immune system won't be as strong. So. Even if it mutates, it's going to be um, strong, but, you know, in a way, compared to a person that's vaccinated, the, the virus that mutated in my body would uh, at least be weaker than the, per the virus that mutated on the person that has been vaccinated. I wanted to find out that kind of information before I take it, because basically I want to try and find out what am I getting um, with this vaccine, you yeah. know what I mean? Gray, Greg, 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 
I, I get the gist yep. of your question. You are saying that I'm you... Long. Are you there? Gray, are you yes, there? Yes, I'm okay, so I get the gist. Yes, yes. I get the gist of what you're saying. You're saying there isn't enough information for you to make a decision as yet. And when people are asking questions, those questions are not answered to your satisfaction. So um, our guest, Solomon Wang, is going to weigh in and, and try and give you an understanding. He's not a virologist. Neither am I. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to claim to know a lot. But the one thing I do know, because they have been saying it, scientists have been saying it, virologists, epidemiologists, all of them have been saying that the virus does mutate um, and the mutation is irregardless of vaccine or non-vaccine almost like what we have with the flu strain so it keeps on changing so the virus does mutate but that mutation is, is not really uh, based on the vaccination or non-vaccination so this is what we are trying to also find out we're also waiting to hear um, how effective is the vaccination on uh, this current uh, variant, the Omicron, and what if another variant comes up? But hence, we have heard um, that scientists are advocating for everyone who is vaccinated to then take a booster shot. In other countries, they are on their third booster shots or second. In South Africa, it will be a first booster shot after you've had your two Pfizer shots. So we are also, you know, playing a waiting game as South Africans. We listen, we hear, yeah. we're trying to get information, and, and from that information, decisions are made. So um, just stay on the line in case you've got another question. I'm going to allow uh, Solly to just also weigh in. Solly? Yeah, hello. Uh, thank you. This is, it's, it's a very interesting, complex question and comment. I mean, but it also speaks to the, uh, to, the, to, the, to the matter we're discussing, which is that there are so many holes, loopholes into the defense mechanism, as it were, the, uh, for, 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 for vaccination. That it, too many people have also reasons that one cannot afford to ignore to say but why must i be i've heard people say but these medications are still being tested they haven't run the the whole route of getting to a point where they can be considered to be the final solution especially because this is mutate all the time it, of course it is mutating it's been mutating from from the day it started now we are we're talking the omicron which is a variant maybe there'll be other variants in the future maybe they're already out there somebody is going to start exposing them hopefully not south african scientists after what happened <laughs> over the past few days <laughs> well if it's but south african is... scientists i don't think they're gonna hit us <laughs> with the same a stick again <laughs> well they have to be careful how they do it if it's south african scientists but the point is is that we, we, we nobody knows when this thing is going to end. I mean, they, I, there are countries that are talking about a fourth booster already. And this is really making it hard. And this is the point. It's really making it hard for people to say, well, now we really, we have a vaccination, a vaccine that you can take that will definitely protect you forever from this thing. We're not there yet. And, I, and so it's hard to convince those people who are saying, well, we're not going to do it until we have a sense of where this thing is going, what the, what the benefit is. Because why must I be vaccinated if I must still uh, wear a, a, um, a, a mask, if I must still be restri as, as, as subjected to the same restrictions as other people who have not been vaccinated? So it's, it's really hard. I have no idea how the scientists, the World Health Organization, or governments around the world. And the other thing is that there are so much inconsistencies in the way governments around the world have treated the, the need to vaccinate or not to vaccinate, that it's creating further confusion, it's creating further space for alternative uh, uh, theories, if, as it were, relating to whether or not it makes sense to vaccinate. To vaccinate.
All right, let me go to another A-teamer. I've got uh, Chaka on the line. A-teamer Chaka, good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, Patricia. Uh, Patricia, now, we, now that we talk about the uh, Omicron, I, I see now basically the, the Omicron, the discussion on Omicron has displaced the uh, Delta uh, variant. I wonder what, what has happened to the Delta variant, or has it gone on leave now that it's December or something? But uh, that one is for another discussion. Maybe we can answer it some other time. My yeah, yeah my take on this matter is that uh, you know you know throughout history virus viruses came uh, and went. They came and disappeared uh, over a period of time. Nothing stays forever. Uh, if you can look at what is happening now, I suppose the the those doing the modelings can explain to us that uh, I think that's my that's my opinion. Uh, we should welcome the, the Omicron because it's a step. It's a step uh, out of uh, COVID-19. Uh, any further mutation on, on the Omicron will be a weaker virus. Already Omicron, although it's highly infectious, it affects only the upper respiratory system in a human being. So obviously, by virtue of that, I mean, uh, you don't have things like pneumonia and, and the rest. It's basically like uh, your, your tonsils and, uh, you know, the, the mild cough or something like that. I think, you know, if I look forward, I mean, I think that's basically the, 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 we, have, we have reached the stage where we are actually stepping out of COVID-19. And uh, Omicron is actually stepping stone towards getting out. So we should actually... <laughs> Uh, embrace and uh, be, uh, be happy that we have Omicron, and that uh, from Omicron then we we go to a far more milder uh, mutation, uh, milder until it, it disappears. Hey, so sometimes, sometimes. Chaka, sometime Chaka, Chaka, you know, I don't know if I should be happy when I hear about a virus that is um, affecting children who are zero to five years old, affecting the elderly, uh, affecting people in any way. And there are deaths that are reported even here in South Africa, although they're not as high as the Delta, but there are deaths. So I don't know if we should be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the thing, this, is, uh, yeah? the thing is with viruses, the, the thing is with viruses, I mean, whether it be ordinary flu, just that now, you know, we, we should look at our statistics because everything now is, is, is about uh, COVID-19. I mean, we did have people dying of flu even in the past. And then those statistics statistics are not are not being shown. You know, so, uh, I mean, we should have a comparative analysis. But the, the thing is that the, the finding is not necessary to do that because it will only strengthen the case of the, the denialists or the, the, the anti-vaccines. But the fact of the matter is that, I mean, uh, people will continue to die from I- I- any sort of viruses, be it COVID or any viruses in a, in a body cause. And then viruses will be with us for a very long time. After COVID or something, there will always be from time to time be viruses and so on. But my, my whole issue of, on, on a COVID, I think even, you know, that it, like I say, like I say, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it will come to a point where even the said those, the booster sh- uh, shot, or even on a, on a Pfizer, is not even necessary because I mean, because the the the, the COVID is so weak that you know, uh, well maybe you know, uh, to give uh, Pfizer a bit of money, then they'll go, they'll, you'll go for the uh, for for a for for a third shot. But if the fact of the matter is that I mean, uh, the, the medical fraternity is basically uh, uh, the alarmist at this point in time. I mean, the, the virus is on its way out. It's waking itself out. 
And then with this high con- uh, rate of uh, uh, acquisition of the, of the infections and so on, and with a milder milder form of uh, illness, uh, it, somehow it has to it has to find a way of getting out uh, of uh, uh, you know like it depleting itself as it were. It's like I might a virus is basically uh, cannibalizing on itself. But it's just that maybe, you know, like uh, as I say, it's, it's always dark before dawn. So okay. we are in that period of darkness, but dawn is coming. For me, I mean, you know, we can talk sometime in March next day when we, you have thrown away your mask or something. So <laughs> so, so very soon we'll, we'll be out of this uh, this thing. And Omicron is the stepping stone. So from that's, your that's lips, basically. Chaka, from your lips to God's ears, I hope so. Sengi, katele is on your butt, I comply. Katele sanitizer, but I comply. Because at the end of the day, being compliant keeps you from a lot of things. However, the conversation is not around compliance. It's around vaccination mm. and hesitancy. And if we as South Africans are ready for a mandatory vaccination, vaccination policy. Um, our guest is Soli Mueng. Soli, now mm. for the people that you are experiencing internationally mm. uh, who have not vaxxed and those who have vaxxed, whose voice is louder? Uh, it seems to me that <laughs> all voices are loud on social media. Uh, of course, all those people who are not vaxxed are, become very defeated in public places where they are not given access to places. Um, I have my friend here runs a restaurant, and the, 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 the regulations are very clear. If you're not vaccinated, you can come inside the restaurant, or you, well, you can come in, order, and leave. Or you know, usually you have to wait outside, but sometimes people are allowed to come in, but don't not sit. Everybody has to be wearing a mask all the time, vaccinated or not vaccinated. Uh, and there are people who are hardcore anti-vaxxers who will say, I will not be vaccinated no matter what and you can't move those people it's almost like a really a discussion on religion you know you can't or the or preferences on color or this this sort of thing so there are people who are really really hard to move that will not be moved there are people who probably might be convinced but as i said it's really hard to come up with an argument that is like that's that's um i would, I would say fully convincing that it's important to vaccinate i'm vaccinated twice if they call me for a third vaccination I'll go. I'm feeling okay, and I, I want to be able to travel. I don't want to, to live with the prospect of being, you know, boxed so that I can't move or can't do things because of the vaccination. But I think people must must be allowed to make their own choices whether they vaccinate or not. I don't think people should be forced to vaccinate, but I think that you know, obviously, where business owners decide that anyone who comes into their premises has to be vaccinated, or they have to be served differently. Well, they, 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 they already take the chance, as you said in the, at the beginning of the discussion in South Africa, whether or not those measures can be uh, can pass constitutional master is a different argument. Look, um, when you talk of businesses, yes, it's their right because uh, they, they, they earn an income and so on. But when you now start talking about universities, like what's going to happen in the next academic year, then you are now infringing on the rights of those who want to further their education. Uh, and that 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 choice is being taken away, and that's one thing well, that worries me. 
Yeah, but the thing is, when you, I mean, the, the argument gets made that when you're not vaccinated, you stand, you you become a risk to other people. But again, somebody could stand up and say, "Wait a minute! If I'm fully vaccinated and the person next to me, next to me is not vaccinated, why would they be a danger to me? Because I'm fully vaccinated. You see, that's the thing. So surely, if I'm fully vaccinated, I should be uh, I should be having a shield, as it were, against whoever comes next to me, even whether they're vaccinated or not. So um, it's 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 really hard to say. Well, you have to vaccinate anyway because you're going to endanger other people. Uh, well, what's the, what's the purpose of being vaccinated if those who are vaccinated are still vulnerable vis-a-vis those who are not vaccinated? That also makes it really hard. Mm, well, Sally, we hope for the best. And you heard the yeah. AT Machaka, who's extremely, extremely optimistic that we might be seeing that tale of uh, COVID-19 so we shouldn't fret. Uh, I hope so too. There's, there's someone who says uh, and anonymously so via WhatsApp paracetamol is uh, effective, has its effectiveness in fighting these viruses. Thanks. So I don't know where the science is in this but they're saying paracetamol can fight the vaccine as, as a virus. I don't know how true it is but A-teamers, that's well, the message we receive. <laughs> I'm interested to, to to hear doctors who are using other methods to treat this thing coming up to say, but you know, I've been using it for so, it's the same way that they did with the Ivermectin, to say, I've been using this, it's working for my patients, I'm not making a lot of noise about it because I'm not allowed to, the medical association or, or the World Health Organization or government would hit me on the, on the wrist if I did that, but it's working for me. I would like to see more doctors coming out to say those kind of things. We're not hearing a lot of that happening. Well, uh, yeah, Sally, I hope we will hear that very soon. Thank you for joining us and enjoy Switzerland. When you come back, bear gifts, yeah. chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> yes, it's already filling, the, filling up a box. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, teamers, <laughs> okay. it's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go to Greg Hose for the final news uh, bulletin. Good evening, Greg.